this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening. By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig. Pumba, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. I'm your host. Thank you for joining us once again, as we have got a great show coming up tonight, folks. Uh, you can actually join us online. You can join us Facebook.com. You'll find us there at Magic on a Dollar. That's our fan page. Disney on a Dollar is our business page. And of course, find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Magic on a Dollar. And guess what, guys? I opened up a TikTok. I'm not kidding. A TikTok talk i've actually been uploading uh disney videos just fun disney stuff you can go find me there magic on a dollar as well uh since the theme here magic on a dollar podcast magic on a dollar all over the place we are waiting for disney to announce new closings we're you know expecting uh we're expecting them to, to announce something very very soon we know that universal is actually going to be closed until the 19th they announced that a few days ago based on florida law that has a stay in place order of some sort until about mid-april ish uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but but overall, Universal has announced their closing, so we're waiting on Disney to announce theirs. They haven't said anything. According to Disney, they're still going to open April 1st. I'm not sure that's what's going to happen, but who knows? We have no idea. So in that case, there's really not a lot of news, so we're not going to do a news segment. But what we will do is we're going to jump right on to our Senses of Walt Disney World segment. And I've got a great guest coming on. His name is Matt. He's with Travelmation. Uh, he's a good friend of John, if you uh, remember John, Travel John a few weeks ago. Matt is also the co-host of the Imagineers podcast, a podcast a duo, Matt and Susie, who've been on this podcast a few times. And Matt's coming on solo to talk about the touch of Walt Disney World. What does that mean? Well, we'll talk about it in just a minute. Let's bring on Matt Appleby. And as promised, Matt Appleby, as part of the Imagineers podcast, uh, he actually worked with, with Travel John that uh, we had on the show a couple of weeks ago and talked about Disney trips. And Matt's on tonight to talk a little bit about Walt Disney World and some, some senses, some feelings. We're going to share our feelings. How you, how you doing, Matt? Sharing our feelings. I, I like it. There you go. Yeah, of course. I mean, two strong, uh, two strong dudes sharing their feelings for the, for the world to see. So we'll talk all about that. I look forward to it. How are you down there in Florida? How's uh, how is everything with with all that's going on in the world? Oh, we're hanging in there. Uh, you know, it's we're just taking this whole Corona thing one day at a time. Um, right. We are officially fourteen days past our Disney cruise tomorrow. So nice. all concerns, hopefully, at least <laughs> with that, are are gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, my Disney cruise was great. I just want to encourage people right off the bat. Uh, right. you know, the Disney knows how to do it. So, yes. Uh, we yeah. felt safe yep. and we had a great time, but, uh, yeah, just kind of looking forward to this all being over and definitely having the parks back open. That would be nice. Uh, we were supposed to get back this past Wednesday after an eight day trip at Disney world that we obviously didn't go on. And uh, every day I would kind of look at my, my schedule that I had written down. I'm like, Oh yeah, today we're at Hollywood. Oh, it's one o'clock. Well, we just didn't ride Mickey's Runaway Railway. How about that? I mean, just, you know, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be at uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious this morning. That was not wonderful. 
Have you have you done Railway yet? I, I haven't. I was going to okay. do it three times. I had three fast passes for it over the course of a week, and uh, just didn't have. We didn't get there because everything that went on, and you know, we'll see when Disney's going to open the park. Uh, theoretically, they say it's in a few days because they haven't changed their policy. Although we'll see about that. I don't know. We could, we don't want to speculate too much. But uh, well, uh, yeah. Orange County is pretty much under lockdown, so I think right. we'll probably. I I think it'll be May. I think yeah. It'll be Really? Okay. Well, I know Universal is up until April 19th. And so I was wondering if they would try to match that or push ahead or $1 Universal and be like, yeah, we're going to open on the 15th. Universal can, can stick it. One so, up. Yep. <laughs> so we won't, uh, we won't spend too long on coronavirus because that's the topic of the world right now. And we want to talk about something a lot more magical. And we've been doing a series called The Senses of Walt Disney World. And of course, talking about sight a few weeks ago with a the, with the good friend, Hi-Ho Sarah. And we've got episodes on the, the taste of Walt Disney World the smell of Walt Disney World, the sounds of Walt Disney World. And we had a little challenge here because we had the feel of Walt Disney World, like the touch, the, oh. the, the physical feeling of Walt Disney World, which is kind of weird when you, uh, when you type that up in Google, feelings in Walt Disney World, you don't really get a whole lot of physical stuff. It's all about emotion and the first time I saw the castle. And, you know, and I mentioned to you about feels of Walt Disney World. And you were like, hey, I got some great feelings. And then they were like, no, 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 we're feeling. Oh, gotcha. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I... Uh... Came up with a new list. That's okay. That's good. That's good because um, well, I'm, we can ad- we'll just address that right off the top though. The what is kind of your favorite? I guess what's one big emotion you have when you get to Walt Disney World? Be it when you see the castle, when you ride, oh, ride whatever. Yeah. I would say you know getting one of those early boarding groups is pretty high on my list. That's, uh, that's a pretty good feeling. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, when your boarding group is like sixty or seventy or below, and you know you're going to get on it. If it's fifty or forty, you're like, I'm on by lunch. This is magnificent. It's just a feeling of joy. Um, and for me, just a feeling of just being on property, like, cause we take the magical express. I know a lot of people sure. don't like it. I love it. Actually. It's just convenient for us. We take the magical express. There's just something about from one side of the road to when we go under that sign to the other side, it's almost like we're here, we're home, we're, we're here. And my, you know, my, my pins go on and the vacation is officially started. They don't come off till we go back under the sign when we leave. And just that feeling of, of we're here. We are, we are here, which is, which is pretty cool. I don't get down nearly as much as you do. I know you live closer by, but, but I think the feeling is kind of universal when you get on property. You're like, Hey, this is, this is, this is here. This is, this is here. Yeah. It's awesome. So we're going to go park by park and just kind of talk about some things that, uh, that you actually can put your hands on. That you, can, you can tangibly touch just that, you know, you're there. I mean, obviously, you know, you're in a Walt Disney world, but it's just that, that sense of this is familiar. And, and one of the things I had just kind of to, as an example is when you get in the mad tea party and you get in there and you sit down and you got that metal disc right in the middle. And sometimes it's a little sticky, sometimes a little grimy, depending on the kids that were there before. Doesn't matter. You spin that wheel as fast. I just, I mean, you're holding onto that metal wheel. And like, I'm here. And this is awesome. I'm in fantasy land. I'm spinning a wheel. And just, I love it. I love that feeling of that metal. It's just, it's great. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic ride. And, uh, you know, got the hand sanitizer. <laughs> hand sanitizer <laughs> Pretty much. No, but yeah. no, yeah. It definitely has a very distinct feeling to it. I, I think if, you were blindfolded and put in that teacup. Right. You would know exactly where you are. You would know exactly where you were. Well, you'd also know where you are too from that clumsy climb into the cup because you, know, you and I are full grown men climbing into that cup and opening oh, that little itty bitty door and trying to sit down. And if you got more than one adult in there, you're trying to squeeze around just you can close the door. And yeah, that's, that's a good feeling too. Yeah. Yeah. They say that those teacups are supposed to fit five. I went, no. Sure. Five people in 1951. Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're a little, we're a little bigger than we used to be. Um, and, and the other one I had for Magic Kingdom 
was, and this is not necessarily a really comfortable feeling, but I love the feeling that it portends. And that is sitting down on that sidewalk in front of the castle, that hub, because you're getting a spot for the parade. In winter on months, is actually pretty comfortable because, you know, it's a little cool. You sit down, you're kind of, kind of heated from walking around the park all day. Summertime, you sit down in that hot cement, you might burn a little bit, but just that the heat of that, that ground as you're sitting there because fireworks or depending on when you go, the fireworks are an hour, the fireworks in three hours or whatever. You're just, you're, the, the feel of the ground or the hub that look great that's right there in front of you. The, you know, you throw your legs across and it's, it's, it's awesome because you're there. The fireworks are about to start. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a little hesitant about naming my Magic Kingdom place because it's 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 kind of like my uh, serenity. It, it's my quiet place, right? So, so I know that I am in Magic Kingdom when I am sitting in the rocking chairs on Tom Sawyer Island. Oh so just, yes, just sitting back and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can feel the the grain of the wood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just it's 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 one of the best feelings, one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, yeah. Even on a summer day, that place is great. It's just it's comfortable and it's shaded. Uh, you know, it's it's Florida, so it's going to be hot. But you know, I've I've been over there before in the afternoon, kind of in a September October month when it's not, it's a little oh, cooler, great. not much, but a little cooler. It's just there's it's something my, uh, about sitting there. It's great. Yeah, if I'm if I'm packing a lunch uh, for the day, that's typically where I'll actually head over and. Uh, just sit down for a few minutes and take a break and just enjoy the sights and sounds and feelings. Nice. Very nice. Now I have not been on the Skyliner, um, but I'm a, I know that you have, uh, is there, is there that sense of the wind coming through? Do you have to kind of stick your face up to the grate to feel it or is it kind of circulating through? Or? No, it, it, it's definitely not that strong. Um, mm. there, there are vents, but it's, it's, it's pretty nice. It's so on a, on a, on a hot day, it's definitely going to help a little bit. Right. And then I've heard the exact opposite when it's actually cold. On the very it's really cold. Well, you're in a metal box in the middle of, you know, 40 degree air. So why wouldn't you be nice and warm and toasty? Of course. Of course. So let's look over at Epcot. Yeah, this one, this one was a little bit more difficult for me. I think a little outside of the box. I'm sure that you're right. going to say something like, oh, yeah, I should have, I should have thought about that. Probably. Um, uh, but... Like I said, outside of the box, uh, I know that I'm in Epcot, especially during the festivals, when I have in my hand one of the festival booth uh, little trays. Oh like, yeah, like, like the cardboard yes. kind of yep. uh, paper trays. I'm like, yep, this is uh, this is festival time. It's food and wine festival. It's festival of the arts. I'm walking around World Showcase, enjoying a snack. Trying to find the cleanest garbage can to put your stuff on so you can eat. Official, oh, yeah. official tray, uh, official, official picnic table of Epcot festivals. Yeah, Epcot all the garbage stuff. cans. It's, uh, it's, and, that, and I like that too because, uh, and I don't know if they still have them. I haven't been there in a couple of years to, to see it, but they, they used to have the, kind of the easel one where you could put your thumb through it and hold it and it would have a place for your drink and have yeah. like a place for food. And it's like five or six dollars. We finally threw ours away after having them for a couple of years because I don't know what we're going to do with them. But, uh, but yeah, just the, the feeling of walking around with that food is great. And mine's more, more wind related because I love the wind in your face on test track. Of course, the best part of test yep. track is that, that 60 mile an hour run in the very end. You just kind of feel it, especially around the front. It maybe is drizzling just a little bit before they shut the ride down. You get that pelt in the face and the wind in your face isn't soaring. 
there's that little blast of, of air that you come through as you're riding through and not as not as fun as it was with so soaring over california uh i would admit for me but uh but yeah that that wind feeling you get you feel as good yeah yeah so, that was definitely on my short list as well uh the soren and uh test track wind effects wind effects absolutely uh jumping over to hollywood studios uh, i got several actually for hollywood studios oh, and, I, okay. and, I'll, and I'll, I'll start with one is the feeling of that shooter in your hand at toys to romania when you sit down you get the little ball in your hand and you're just like carpal tunnel carpal tunnel exactly you get that rope between your fingers almost burning your fingers because you're you're going really super fast for the first half to three-fourths of the ride by the time you get to the very end where you're having to nail those things really fast your arms hurting and just it's 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 a good feeling all the way around. You're sore and your hands hurt and the little balls going back and forth and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I I have one definitely that's maybe one of my top ones for my mm-hmm. list for my entire list is uh, in Hollywood Studios and it is pulling the lever on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run to jump nice. to hyperspace. Nice. I've 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 been the pilot once, so I've only done that one time. But that's a that's a good call. That's a good yeah. call. The sense of power of like I'm in the oh, Falcon. I mean, the and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Right. Uh, big Star Wars nerd. And that one thing is is one of the best things that I have experienced in a ride at Disney. It's just, you know, you you are the pilot of of maybe one of the most iconic vehicles in right. film history and you are making the jump to hyperspace and uh the little green light comes on mm-hmm. pull it and you go it's uh the, the touch of, of of being able to do that is 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 definitely one of my favorites have you done the chewy mode have you been able to do that with no, friends? so i uh i have not been able to do chewy mode yet i found out about it when it basically exploded right. on the internet and I haven't, haven't been able to do it since. So, uh, yeah, we need to get a flight crew together, sir. Yeah. Well, this, I think it requires all six people to be in sync and there's a, there's several steps to it, but of course you have to have all six people do it before the cast member comes in to check your belts and do whatever it is they yes. do when they come in. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can listen to a couple of, a couple of weeks ago with, uh, uh, upon a star, Jen and I, we talked about the whole chewy mode going through the whole thing step-by-step I don't know that I'll, I mean, I could have six, five other people to do it. I'm never in a crowd of five unless we go on an agency retreat of some sort with our agency. And so, uh, you know, I have to, next time we're down there, we'll have to hunt you and Susie down and be like, come meet us. Let's do the Chewy mode. See what happens. Let's do it. Um, I love it. I, I actually have a friend who is a cast member on the ride nice. and I actually asked him about it mm-hmm. and he says, well, it has, it has to be very fast. Like, right. Very, very fast. Right. And, depending on who you have as a cast member, if they see that you're attempting mm-hmm. to do it quickly, they may give you a few extra seconds. Right. Cause, they, cause uh, they have, they have a, like a time frame. They have to get in there. Get window, out. Yes. Yeah. So it's not a matter of them being mean saying, Oh no, I got to stop you from doing it. It's a matter of, I got to get you on this ride. I got to get you gone. Cause I got stuff to do more than yep. that. Constantly moving. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I would feel like it, it's one of those things where you would have to, you'd have to do it a couple of times with your people to kind of get the rhythm down because it is only like these two people have to do this. Those two people have to push that button. These two people have to like in sync at the same time. And you know, so I feel like we trial and error. We'd have to do it a couple of times. One of the other things too, I love about uh, Hollywood studios is the snow that is in the frozen sing-along, which I am a big yeah. fan oh, of. The frozen sing-along. That's a good one. And the snow one. coming down on you and it's really just soapy bubbles and it doesn't taste very good. So don't stick your tongue out, but uh, it's, you know, it just, 
it, it basically will drench you. It like they sometimes they will have buckets of that stuff coming from the ceiling so the, for, to set up. It's the Frozen show, it, and it's a sing along. You sing the song, you sing "Let It Go," "My Love" of the, the uh, "Open the Door," and blah 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 blah, and all the songs. And at the end of it, of course, Elsa comes out, and everybody's on stage, and the snow comes out from the ceiling. And it's am I right, Matt, in saying it's the same snow they use at the Christmas party? Um, yeah, so. yeah same, same kind of bubble yeah. concoction it is like little tiny soap bubbles and they just come flying out and depending on where, where you are in the auditorium you will get basically drenched because it's soap it's a little bit moist um and it but it, it's kind of a cool feeling to a point before you get completely soaked in it but it's it's fun and it's just a it's a fun effect it's fun to have that snow coming on you and especially at the christmas party because it's snowing on main street when does it ever snow in florida it doesn't except for soap bubbles in magic kingdom which is awesome like well, and the, the final one I had for that was Rock and Roller Coaster. And really, it's that harness because I think that's really the only ride that does a harness like that. At Walt yeah, over the top. Mm-hmm. That over the top harness. And, they, and, and you are locked in. I mean, you are, you know, it's one of those you got to be careful how far down you actually push it because once it locks, it's done. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to be super duper safe and push it all the way as far as I can, take my breath in. You're, you're in and you're not going anywhere. Um, but there is the feel of that harness and you've got the handles in front of you. And you're holding on before you take off or Steven Tyler yells is one, two, three, and screams and whatever. It's, it's, it's cool. It's Hollywood Studios has, has a lot of, of touch to it. A lot of oh, yeah. uh, uh, sensations to it. Uh, over at Animal Kingdom, I basically had just one real one that I was thinking of. And now that I talked about the wind earlier, a uh, flight of passage came to mind. Right. Uh, when you get that wind of flight of passage. But uh, the, the vibration of that rattle when you're on Everest, when you're going up that big hill and you have that slight vibration of just, you know, and you're looking out and it all works together. Basically you feel the, you feel the air, you feel the vibrations, you look out, you see, you know, you see Epcot, you see, you know, depending on where Matt, you can probably see your house from there. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's, it's, it's cool. I love. It's a great view. Yeah. Yeah. I love Everest. It's a great ride. Uh, That view at the top with the uh, broken track before you go backwards is uh, yeah, it's great. There doesn't seem to be any track. When you first rode Everest, did you know that it went backwards when you first got on that ride for the very first time? Did you know what the ride was all about or was it kind of a, you went in blind? Uh, well, this was, uh, I went soon after it opened. Okay. Um, so this was really kind of before mostly YouTube right. and, and right. all that. So no, I uh, did not know it went backwards. Ah, that's a uh, good that feeling. Was... That's a good feeling too. That's more of a, more of an emotional feeling, but that is a good feeling to not know because we're in a live in a world where everything is spoiled. I'm the same way. We went on in 2007. I think, I think it opened in 06 maybe. Yeah, it was, it was, um, so we went on in 2007 back when we had to run across, get fast passes out of the machine and, you know, get the paper and stuff. And we got to the broken track part and I really thought, that a hill was going to emerge and we were going to go shooting down a hill. So when we started, when we went backwards, it was, it was just unbelievable. It was like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. And I don't know that unless you purposely try to not be spoiled, I don't know that you'll get that with a ride anymore. Like I know what runaway railway does. I've seen it on YouTube like five times. I have, a, I obviously haven't been on it. Um, but I know what the ride is all about. I know what you expect when to see it. You know, there's, there's not a lot of chance of getting a ride out there that people are not going to spoil unless you, just purposely my wife won't won't look at anything she doesn't want to be spoiled but um yeah i i purposefully left off a couple of things from runaway railway that i think sense wise touch wise mm-hmm. feeling wise um uh can spoil the ride so i i did leave those out That's so good. there, That's there good. are some physical sensations right. in in that ride that make it a little uh, that make it fun so well especially since the ride's only been open a m- 
only, only open a month, even though it opened about a month and a half ago. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of people that haven't been on it yet. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to hope we're going back in May 6th, which, you know, as I said, our vacation was canceled last week. So we're going back in May, crossing my fingers that everything will be okay. I'm hoping that the park will open a week or two before that. So it doesn't open on May 5th, because I think that, <laughs> that may or may not be terrible. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. So anything else from, from any other spots, uh, Disney Springs resorts, animal kingdom. Anything oh yeah. Else? Yeah. I have uh, I definitely have something for animal kingdom. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pandora in general, I mm-hmm. think is a great opportunity for this sensation. Uh, the off the top of my head, the specific place I'm thinking about uh, if you're crossing the bridge into Pandora, and you have that that tree thing that shoots water, right. much like the camel uh, right. in Magic Kingdom. But there's a there's a little section that uh, you can go up to and touch, and it 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 definitely has a different texture to it, mm-hmm. right. uh, kind of a wet texture. Um, but it you're you're touching the inside of the living tree. Right. And it, it reacts to your touch and you have the sound effects and the water effects and the, I won't call it fog, but yeah, especially at night where right. it shoots that out. It's, it's a nice little feature that they have as soon as you come in. And th- there are several spots like that. Uh, if you're walking underneath the waterfalls, you kind of get that mist mm-hmm. uh, every once in a while, especially if the wind's blowing. There's just a lot in Pandora that I think can qualify for this for this for this sense right right that's that's cool there's there I and mean, i hadn't really thought that much about pandora other than flight of bassett but you're right there are a lot of things that they the imagineers purposely built in there just for that purpose and i think those are things that a lot of people don't know about because they go and they do the flight of passage they'll do navi take some pictures of of the tree or the 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 mount the floating mountains uh maybe catch a bite at satuli and then they're off to the kilimanjaro safaris or they're off to ride everest or whatever and I think that's a that it's it's criminally underrated how people don't explore Pandora because there are a lot of things to see there. And I think Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to be it's like that too. It's there's a lot of things to see there that I think a lot of people don't don't recognize. Yeah, and for Pandora, it, it it's a place that I would recommend people to see in the daytime mm-hmm. and then see at night because it is a completely different experience. Yeah, it's it's beautiful at night. It's beautiful. The other thing that I had written down for the whole thing was just um. It, uh, over at uh, Disney Pin Traders at, at Disney Springs. I'm a big pin collector. And, you know, there is just something about the feel of that pin. You got that rubber back. You're taking it off your lanyard. That lanyard's got that kind of, kind of, kind of rough feel to it, you know, depending on the lanyard you get. Mine is 15 years old now. I take, there's one or two pins that's been on there since I, I got the lanyard. You know, you pull those pins apart. You put them back on. You got to be careful not to prick yourself if the pin goes through. The whole just sensation of swapping pins and, which now I'm sure that cast members will probably use some sort of swab or a glove or something to trade pins or whatever. But, yeah. uh, but, uh, but I, I love pin trading and the, the whole feel of it, the whole feel and sensation of it. It's, it's great. Yeah. Especially with, with, yeah, that this is a great one because, you know, even the pins themselves sometimes mm-hmm. will just have different textures and, right. and stuff to it. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. The good ones, the good pins. Well, there are some, there are some scrappers out there, some pins that aren't necessarily of Disney or Disney quality. So you definitely have to look for that. But, uh, but yeah, that was kind of my list. I don't know if you have anything else written down from, from anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wanted to throw one in from the resorts. Oh yeah. Go, uh, please do. Yeah. And I think 
maybe my favorite resort. I think just with its location, with its uh, dining options, with its uh, amenities, mm-hmm. the proximity to Dole Whip at any time that you want. Right. The Polynesian. Nice. The Polynesian Hotel I, I, uh, Resort. I, I know that I am at the Polynesian when I have walked into the lobby, I've checked in, mm-hmm. and I sink down into one of those lobby chairs. I have slept in those chairs before. Oh, man. <laughs> Not it on is. purpose, but I have sat down and been tired and been like, I'm out. <laughs> Gone. Or especially if you're staying there and you know, you're, just, you're just sitting in the lobby, you're mm-hmm. in one of those really comfy sofas or chairs, you have a Dole Whip in your hand, and you're just enjoying life. Oh, yeah. That, that is that is how I know that I'm at Disney, and my vacation is either started or is continuing. So or the, the day is either beginning or the day is over, one or the other, yes. but you're, you're sinking down to that chair. I understand that completely. Um, just as an aside, I remember in 2008, uh, it was the first time I had stayed at All-Star Sports. This is back when the resort was... <laughs> Well, fairly new, but I mean, it was yeah. it was more up kept than it is now because they're refurbishing. Um, but I remember we were in a standard room and we had to walk uh, I don't know, 11, 11.30 at night, 12 o'clock at night. We get off the bus and we're walking across the entire resort. My feet are blistered and I'm tired. Just, it was awful and whatever. Same trip, we actually decided to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge for the last night of our stay. Hmm. Uh, we had the day on. And I remember getting off the bus, coming into Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I'm not saying that anybody should do this. This was 2008. So, you know, a long time ago, I've grown up since then. But I remember getting on that carpet, walking through the hallway. I took my shoes off and walked to my sock feet <laughs> all the way down to my room. And it was kind of on the far end. And just the feeling of that soft carpet on my feet as I walked. And I walked slowly because my feet hurt. And it was just magnificent. It was wonderful. Um, I love the lodges because you can walk inside. Once you go into the building, you can walk inside to your rooms. I know the beach club is like that, yacht club and boardwalk, whatever. But you don't have to change buildings or whatever. You're, you're there. And that carpet is just so nice and soft. Again, I'm not saying anybody should do yeah. this, but if you do, just understand it's going to feel really, I mean, it's going to feel terrible. Don't do it. It's going to feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, honorable mention to, while well, was Polynesian being a deluxe resort, mm-hmm. pretty much all the deluxe resorts will have yeah. the great lobbies yeah. and great chairs, Wilderness Lodge, Grand Floridian, uh, all that. But uh, the deluxe resorts, I, I got to throw in the resort room beds just because they're the mattresses are so mm-hmm. comfortable. Uh they are amazing. Are you talking about specifically deluxes? Just in Yes. Well I, I feel like the I think the deluxe resorts use different mattresses. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh but I, I will give credit to Pop Century because I've stayed there since they the are nice. And those mattresses are nice. They are very comfortable. Even even that Murphy bed you pull down from the wall there and think, well it's a Murphy bed. How comfortable can it be? It's nice. It is nice. Um yeah. And, and so is that Murphy bed in the art of animation. Uh, the one you didn't think that would be comfortable either. I actually have slept on that several times and enjoyed that quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they're up in the game on the, uh, the sleep comfort. Yeah. So this, like, I, I don't know that I'll go back to all-star sports unless they just have to until they refurbish yeah, it because I'm spoiled. It's weird to say I'm now spoiled and better values, but I'm spoiled and better value resorts with movies and pop century and the refurbs. Yeah. And music should be done here hopefully soon. So let's uh, hope so. Let's hope so. Once everybody gets back to work, which I think will be very soon crossing my fingers and hoping to die. Um, so yeah, Matt, this has been wonderful. This has been great. It's been um, a lot of fun. Yeah. Thinking outside the box here. Yeah. I know this wasn't an easy topic. Like, uh, you know, like I said, uh, some of the other people that I'm inviting on have easier, easier, uh, ones like 
you know, Terry Weaver is going to come back on the show and, you know, he's going to be talking about the taste of Walt Disney world. That actually well, might take two hours. We yeah, talk yeah, about the food. I parts. mean, <laughs> I could talk for days about the taste of Walt Disney world. I mean, multiple. Uh, well, real quick. Um, favorite snack at Walt Disney world. Oh say. man. It's like picking a favorite child. Well, okay. well, well, make, make it two. favorite sweet snack and favorite, I guess, other snack, non-sweet, whatever, chip, salty, something. I will indulge you with mine. My favorite sweet snack is the Mickey's ice cream, uh, not the bar, but the sandwich. The ice cream cookie sandwich. Not the, unfortunately, not the Toll House. They don't make the Toll Houses anymore at Walt Disney World. They do at Disneyland where they have the big chocolate chip cookie with the ice cream in the middle. So I have to slum it with the Mickey Mouse-shaped uh, ice cream sandwich, which is, sometimes they give you and they flash frozen. It is a hard as a brick, but I love it. I will just hold it in my hands until it softens up enough to eat it. Um, that is my favorite sweet snack in all of Walt Disney World. I, on my trip in May, I like a little have one a day, if not more. I love them so much. They don't do the uh, Toll House cookies. They don't. At- and if they do, I can't find them. I have looked everywhere for them, and nobody's officially told me. Even the would- ice cream sandwich at the end of Main Street? In the, I, I, uh- I haven't seen it. Well, I take that back. I haven't looked at the bakery there uh, for them specifically. Yeah. Um, well, well, not they- the – Oh, no, they may have – you mean the ice cream shop? Yeah, they might have it in there, but I haven't looked. But they used to have my kiosks and the carts all around the all around property. Uh, and, no, no, the, you know, they for sure have them. Well, I'll uh, I'll check. It, it, and, it's been a couple of years since I've had yeah. one, but mm-hmm. they are well. It's one of those where it's. I think they they just slowly but quietly took them out of the kiosks and the carts around the park. So when you ask the cast member, the cast members are like, "We don't sell those anymore, really." Okay, <laughs> just it's you know they're they're just gone, and it makes me sad. But yeah, <laughs> next time you're in Magic Kingdom, go down. Uh, all the way down on the on your right, like ne- connected to the plaza. I, I forgot the name of the uh, the place, but uh, the place that does the ice cream sundae. Yeah, it's the ice cream. It's the ice cream shop or whatever it's called. I know what you're talking about. Favorite snacks. Hmm. So yeah, like I said, it's it's like picking your your favorite child. Yeah. Um. I love Dole Whip. Uh, yeah. I think of course. The pineapple. The pineapple swirl. So the pineapple in the mm-hmm. vanilla. Right. Uh, kind of nice, nice balance between tart and sweet. Yes. Yep. Um, I've actually grown to like the raspberry one. Too. I love the raspberry love one. the raspberry one. Yeah. Um, but thinking more more different than a typical Dole Whip because you know, most people are going to yeah. say Dole Whip. Right. Um, I'm not going to pronounce try to pronounce what this is actually called. I'm just going to call it the ice cream sandwich over in the France Pavilion. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had them before. I have not. So the Indulge ice cream. Me. The ice cream shop there uh, actually uh, has uh, warm bread. It's like a brioche uh, type of brioche uh, that they will cut in half. And then you choose your flavor of ice cream. You get a scoop of ice cream on there. And then you choose between a chocolate drizzle or like a raspberry drizzle. And then they put the top on and then they put it in a sandwich press. So Nice. It, it can get very messy very quickly, but if you eat it fast enough, you have cold ice cream, warm bread, and it's just very interesting. It, it is a literal ice cream sandwich. I like that. That's, that's also going to be going into my stomach on, in May when I go down because uh, that sounds fantastic, and I want it right now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the, the, the ice cream shop in France. Savory things, I mean... Uh, there's just something about Disney World popcorn. I I, I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't yeah. know. What, Agreed. What chemicals they inject to to just make it the best popcorn popcorn on earth. 
but uh, that's what it is. I think it's popcorn in Disney World. I really think it's because you're in Disney World. It's there's something added to that because you're walking the streets, Main Street or Animal Kingdom or wherever you are. You're eating popcorn in Disney World. There's there's something there's something to that mentally and, and emotionally that gets you. Yeah, and well, I, I don't want to steal Terry's thunder because I'm sure he's going to come up with some great stuff. So oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, Matt. This has been a delight, man. Uh, where can people find you on the the World Wide Webs? Yes, you can find us on the interwebs. Uh, we are on Facebook, uh, Imagineers Disney Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Twitter, um, at Imagine underscore Ears. Uh, we're also on Instagram and uh, YouTube. Don't have so much on YouTube. We're, we're, we're trying to change that. Right. Um, our upcoming podcast will have a video nice. uh, element to it, so we will be posting that there for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then... If, if you want to check out our podcast, we are on uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. You're on Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. So Very nice. And, and the audience, I got to tell you, it's a great podcast. Imagineers podcast. Oh, Matt and Susie do a great job. They have great conversations, great subjects. Um, you know, we had Ashley Eckstein on before, uh, you know, earlier this week. And, and am I allowed to say who the – can you say who the – well, this, this yes, stuff's on the, Friday, the, so the it's up to you. So, yeah, I guess we can uh, – we'll go ahead and say it here first. Um, we uh, actually sat down today mm-hmm. and uh, we had an interview with James Arnold Taylor. So it is a back-to-back Star Wars. That is fantastic. Clone Wars like uh, extravaganza here. So, that you know, we had, a, we had a great discussion with James mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to editing that and putting it together and, and releasing that next week. But uh, Looking forward to hearing that one. The, the interview with Ashley was great. It was a really, really good show. And uh, just, you know, like you guys style, Susie, as I mentioned, is going to try to, I'm going to try to get her on the show as we do an Inside the Clam Show with a Goofy movie. We're going to dive into that um, sometime in the next coming weeks, and hopefully we can coordinate our schedules. And, and Matt, we'll have you, and we'll have both of you all back on the show pretty soon. And uh, I really appreciate it. It would be it, a Matt. pleasure, as always. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you. And thanks a lot to Matt for coming on. Um, kind of at the last minute, I was able to score an interview with him and get him on the show to talk about the, the senses of Walt Disney World, the touch of Walt Disney World. It's, it's a hard subject. It really is a hard subject. So Matt did really, really well. And I think we kind of had a pretty good list here. I think that once we do the, the sounds of Walt Disney World, we'll talk forever. The tastes and the, and the, uh, the smells of Walt Disney World, we'll probably talk for hours. But uh, good job on Matt. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you find him on all those social medias. You can find me on the social medias as well. As mentioned before, Facebook, uh, Magic on the Dollar, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, Instagram, um, and of course on Twitter, Magic on the Dollar. Also, Disney on a Dollar. We are wrapping up our Magical Movie Madness 2020 tournament where your favorite movies are being voted on and ranked. Um, we're down to the final eight as we hear this. Actually, when I get off the show tonight, I'm going to go and do a tabulation of a match that came in, and, and uh, we'll have the, the, the Fantastic Four coming up very shortly. You can win surprises to go on Disney on a Dollar on Facebook and try to find that and vote on your favorite movies and win some stuff and have a good time as we like to have a good time over there as well. Um, enjoy the, enjoy the week. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Have a magical weekend. Be safe out there. Wash your hands, please. Don't forget to book your travel, uh, you know, with, with magic on a dollar. That's right. Give me a call. Shoot me an email, magic on a dollar, gmail.com. I would be happy to help you with your trip as well. So you guys have a great week and don't forget to thank a Phoenician, although you may need to fist bump him or elbow bump him and make sure you wash your hands afterwards. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.